News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. We imagine a future. And our imaginings horrify us. They won't fear it. Until they understand it. Hey, Barbara. Can I come to your house today? Sure. I don't have anything big planned. Just a giant blowout party with all the Barbies and plant choreography and a bespoke song. You should stop by. So cool. So begins the Battle of the Box Office because today it is Barbenheimer Day, apparently, which is a shocking terminology. But anyway, because Barbie and Oppenheimer are both opening. But we are discussing which is better and, and should you go to both? Should you go to either? Should you go to neither? Saoirse Hanley, features writer for the Sunday Independent and the Sunday World, joins us now. Um, Saoirse, you've seen them both. Are, are they both worth worth a visit? They are definitely both worth a visit. I've a lot of... I've had a lot of fun this week trying to figure out my thoughts about either, but the main thought I've had about both is that they should definitely be seen in cinema. <laughs> okay. I think without a doubt. Because one, you know, you're sitting in Oppenheimer and experiencing, there's a lot of amazing parts of that film, a lot of effective parts of that film, a lot of arresting parts of that film. I think experiencing that in a group who also don't really know what to expect was huge. But then there's a lot of parts of Barbie that are just really, really worth seeing, particularly with a group of your friends, I think. OK, so so both in the cinema, both. They're so different, but this is a kind of a glorious weekend for cinema because sometimes cinema, you know, I mean, it is to some extent is losing some of the battle to streaming services like Netflix, people watching stuff at home, people not bothered to go. But there is actually a buzz around these two films. There is. And I think that that's been really palpable in the lead up. I think that you know, any cinema I went to in the past couple of weeks, you could see posters or different things they had, like if they had a Barbie box in the lobby or they had, you know, certain kind of promotions for either film. Like, I think everybody has been ready to watch this these two films in the cinema. I've not come across anybody who's kind of thought to themselves, God, I can't wait till this reaches Netflix in four years. You know, it mm-hmm. seems that everybody is ready to see it while they can in the biggest screen possible. Of course, Saoirse, Jonathan Healy is a great friend of Killian Murphy's, so he, he could offer us all kinds of insight here this morning. Isn't that I right, Jonathan? Now, I'm not going to say I was a great, I'm a great friend, but I did, I did go to school with Killian uh, and I studied uh, in college with Killian before Killian saw the light and went out uh, and did Disco Pigs and became a very famous actor. Uh, my, my famous Killian Murphy story was years ago at the premiere of Wind That Shakes the Barley. I was live on Sky News and you know the when they're coming up the red carpet and um, and uh, I was like, and Killian Murphy is joining us here now. Killian, it must be very exciting to be here at the premiere. And he turned around to me and went, I was in school with you. And I was like, this is not the time, Killian. Not the time to tell this story. Uh, but like, he's a brilliant actor. It is a good story, uh, though, in fairness. It's a great story. But I, I love the idea of, of, you know, just this kind of warped hero, anti-hero that, that Oppenheimer is. And, he, like he was quite warped. It, it does. Uh, you you can tell us there. Does it kind of sanitize him? Apparently, he was a bit a bit warped. I think I definitely came out of it thinking, God, that Oppenheimer fellow was kind of weird. Um, okay. So I don't know if it fully sanitized him, but it did. I mean, I did have complicated feelings after about you grew to really like him, you know, and maybe that is a result of of sanitizing to a point where you kind of, I guess it's it's such a character study of him, yeah, that you 
become quite closely acquainted with him by the end of it. And I think that does obviously and change how you feel about it. Do you know what I'm interested in as well is, is I was reading a, a review of it. Obviously, I haven't seen either of them yet, but a review of it during the week and says, Killian Murphy gave a commanding turn, but why is Florence Pooh reduced to a crazy naked chick? Did you feel that, that she was kind of a character that, as often happens in movies as a woman, she was kind of trivialised and, and turned into an idiot? I did. And I really, really love Florence Pugh. So yeah, that was too. really frustrating. They gave, there was certain, because Florence Pugh has a really good way of like commanding a scene that she's in. And, it, you know, for the, not to give too much away, but for the scenes that she was in, she did, which weren't exactly many, um, she did have a really good presence. And it would have been a, a nice to see a lot more because the first, the first hour of the film is quite quick and, that features a fair amount of Florence, but that okay. it didn't uh, have enough for me to un- kind of get into And the into Barbie her. is, I, I yeah. kind of know the premise of the Barbie and we don't want to do any spoilers, but is it good crack? Like, because there's such a buzz about Barbie and it is supposed to win the Battle of the Box Office, I think. Barbie was so much fun, but I started crying 20 minutes in and I was still crying at the end. Oh, right. Okay. I that, was, that wasn't the intended effect, I don't think. <laughs> I, that's the only person I've heard now who's cried. And is there a reason where you you just love you just love Barbie, or maybe you love Ken? It, 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 I, again, I think the best thing to do with Barbie is to go in so blind because I avoided it. Like Barbie's marketing has obviously been really brilliant and really extensive, but I I tried to ignore as much of it as possible, and I think that was the best thing to do because it really surprised me. I had a certain idea of what to expect from Gary mm. Gerwig and you know with a cast like that and the fun that they've all had on the, on the press tour and so is, it, is, the it, is it fair to say though that Ken comes out of it badly poor Ken I know Ken has a great moment Ken actually Ken endeared Ryan Gosling to me in a way that he I had never expected <laughs> not that I think Ryan Gosling needs much endearing to the public but it's something he had he's fantastic in this film I, there was just something it was so funny and it's so brilliant and the soundtrack is great but it has a lot of bigger ideas than I think we expect and that left me in tears. So you were moved by all this. I, now I think I have to go and see Barbie and I really didn't really want to. I mean, Jana was biting the hand up at the wrist to go and see Barbie but that's just well, straight him. after the show. Yeah, there you go. Look, thank you very much for speaking to us on all of that, Saoirse. We do appreciate it. That's Saoirse Hanley, their features writer for the Sunday Independent and the Sunday World. You are going to go and see Barbie, aren't you? Maybe not straight after uh, the show. But... Uh, no, not straight after the show. I'm going to go and see it next week. I'm going to see Oppenheimer as well because it's rare that you have two such good films coming out at the same time. But uh, if there's a writer strike in Hollywood, lads, enjoy the movies now because yeah. they're going to dry We're up all pretty be watching, soon. It's going to be like the pandemic watching Shawshank Redemption in the <laughs> cinema for the next two years. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.